Imagine, kind of picture in your head your favorite memory, maybe the greatest memory of your life. And think if someone said they could, in a sense, make that memory come back to life whenever they wish, that you could actually physically, mentally, and spiritually live it out anytime you wanted to. It actually happens. That'd be a great, awesome miracle. If I could do that, that'd be, I'd probably quit my job and start a new business. But in all seriousness, it'd be a wonderful thing, but it'd be also very troubling if that person actually did that for you and then took it away, took that ability from you. Extraordinarily frustrating moment, to say the least. But in a sense, that's kind of what happens in today's gospel. Disciples, the Jews, have their favorite memory come to life, actually come to life. And even the possibility of living in this memory forever, in a sense, within their grasp. But then Jesus Christ challenges them and us to leave their memories behind, to join in with his memory, which if they do and we do today, promises nothing short of eternal life, of happiness and peace, a real memory truly worth living in. But as oftentimes is the case, they murmur, they start to rebel, and sometimes, of course, if we're being truly honest, we kind of do the same. Our memories, both individually, family, collectively, as a church, can be very, very precious to us. The people in today's gospel just had their memories literally come to life. A prophet that speaks like Elijah is truly among them with great authority. A person who can heal spiritually, physically, mentally, cast out demons. And most importantly, a person like Moses who could summon bread from heaven, literally creating food out of nothing and be fed forever. Yes, I can truly understand why they would want to make this person a king and to live in that perpetual memory forever. But oftentimes, as is the case, they want this memory on their own terms, just as they always have. But as Jesus Christ says, he wants something more for us. Our memories, our individual memories, ultimately lead us to death. Jesus says to us, your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they ultimately died. Jesus wants to give us a new memory, literally himself in the Holy Eucharist, so he can truly live and never die. And that, in a sense, is the Mass in kind of its basic form, a living memory that unites the past, present, and future in a person, into Jesus Christ, into the Holy Trinity as well. The more we live out this Mass and live it out and believe in it and participate in it, eternal life, in a sense, becomes closer and closer to us. Pope Benedict, in his amazing work on the life of Jesus, points out the importance of living in not our memory, but the collective memory of Jesus Christ. He writes that ultimately, what we remember, we must do. What we remember, we must do. In the Mass, in a sense, we're presented with the very reality of what we're called to be, a people called to communion with the triune God. We have to not just remember it, but also participate in that memory forever. And since Christ is speaking to us about the deep instinct and in how we were made and created to live in this ongoing remembrance of everyday life. Now, for some of us, that can be very difficult, and even for others, unbearable. Life, in its all its great glory and oftentimes difficulties, can be very difficult for people. And so for people, like in today's gospel, they leave. These are the people who can only remember the past and current present. In the Jewish day and age, of course, it's that ongoing memory of being a conquered people by being ruled by Rome, by being ruled by Pharisees, scribes, and occasionally, yes, priests that didn't truly love them. That's what they've known. That's all they've ever known, and that's ultimately what they've become comfortable with. 
So the bread that Christ provides for them is just merely bread, and that's all it's going to be. But that, too, can be a danger for all of us gathered here as well. We can get caught up in just our internal present, eternal past, forgetting what we're being called to do. For the Jewish people, their focus was on the law, the Torah. That led them to this material, physical focus on salvation, their relationship with God. Their focus on just simply eating their fill, as Christ is trying to point out to them today. Jesus is trying to present to them and to us that the law is now physically there among them in the bread of life. The bread we now have to eat is truly his flesh. And this flesh truly transforms us beyond the simple physical aspect of salvation. It's drawing us deeper into that spirituality that leads to true life, to new life with and in God. The good news is it doesn't mean that obliterates who we are, doesn't obliterate our individual memories or collective memories, but in fact makes it truly come to life. And since each Mass we gather at is a chance to create a new eternal present, a new memory in a sense for our community to grow into authentic love and authentic life and real faith. When we do the words of consecration as the priest, those words explicitly deal with memory, with remembering, with calling to mind who we are and who we're made to be. And the words of consecration, do this in memory of me. Those aren't just mere words. It's totally true. We're doing this in memory, then, now, and forever. That's the power of God. That's the power of God who truly transforms even time itself, assisting us in all that we need to do. As a quick aside, during our announcements this morning, we're going to have members of our welcome teams, our chirp teams, come up to present about the upcoming retreat weekends. For me personally, my experience of chirp and welcome is still an ongoing memory. I was on chirp team 56 many years ago and continually assists me in my relationships with God, with my family, with my friends, but ultimately the church. And it creates always something quite new and profound every time I come into those kind of encounters. That's the reality. God wants to always transform our past memories and present memories to something truly new, something totally his own. That's one of the great things that that retreat weekend can do for you. So just as that's going on, prayerfully consider that. Ultimately, my brothers and sisters, as a community this weekend, we have to truly remember who we are. But if we remember who we are, we also have to remember what we're called to do, that we're called to be a people truly set aside by God. We're also made for eternity. And this Eucharist we get to partake in, we are truly transformed into that body of Christ, experiencing even right now that foretaste of that heavenly reality that is there for us. St. Paul tells us in his letter to the Ephesians today, be imitators of God and live in love. Be imitators of God. Live. Not just live, but live in the love that he wants to give us, the love that truly has transformed reality itself, the love that will transform reality again in a few short moments. If we do this with everything that makes us who we are, with our friends, with our family, with our memories, some good, some bad, but a memory that's open to the real memory that is God trying to live among us, then something amazing can happen in our lives of faith. If we do this with all our hearts, minds, and souls, we can truly, as we'll say at the end of the Mass, glorify the Lord by our own lives of faith. So let's truly encounter God today in this Mass. Let's be part of this new memory that is the Church and is the Holy Eucharist and truly live lives of ardent love and faithful service to everyone that we meet this week, and indeed for the rest of our lives. Amen.